five, four, three, two, one, go. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Blowing the Doors Off, episode 32. Uh, Sherwin, do I dare say season two of this? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is season two in terms of starting at the second season of NASCAR that we've been doing this thing. So That's I don't, awesome. I, I'm hesitant to use that as a moniker just because like, I like to just keep the episode sequential. Right. And just kind of know that we started with BTDO 32. Yeah, I'm with you then. Uh, well, I'm Brett Morse, your host. Uh, I got my brother in here, uh, Andrew Sherwin, uh, for our 32nd episode of Blowing the Doors Off. Um, second season that we've covered NASCAR as a group. Um, can't wait to get this started. You know, we had uh, the Rolex 24 hours this past weekend. Did you get to catch any of that? Um, Barely. I, and when I say barely, I mean, like, I figured out some of the channels it was on. Yeah, and, I didn't get to check much of it out. Like, I, I literally said, I need to turn this on just to say that I did. <laughs> and it's not because I didn't want to watch it. It just, you know, we didn't, you know, there's too much going on. But it's, you know, and it's not that exciting as, as it turns out. Like, you really need to be into that long form racing to really... Cause you have to settle in for a couple hours and understand, you know, Oh, somebody had a catastrophic event in hour number four and now it's hour 17 and why that matters still. I think it's a cool event. And, uh, it de- I seen a lot of people on Twitter, uh, this past weekend that were there that looked like they were having a good time. Uh, you know, there's, looks like there's a little bit of a party atmosphere that goes along with it, with the Ferris wheel and all that kind of stuff. And I think it was uh Chloe Phillips on Twitter she was trying to stay up the whole 24 hours at the track and watch it. I definitely wouldn't have been able to make it 24 hours. <laughs> no, I don't know what kind of adrenaline dump you would need over time. to do that. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm fairly certain those days are long behind me. Absolutely. If I needed anything to get through something like that, it would probably be an illegal substance. Right. <laughs> uh, what about the chili bowl? We had the chili bowl, uh, you know, about a month ago, three weeks ago or so, uh, did you get to catch any of the chili bowl? No, I, you know, that that's that pay-per-view stuff. And, um, we have Mav TV with our cable package, but obviously that doesn't mean we get the, uh, you know, we didn't get the chili bowl, but, um, I never have bought that thing. Um, I think I you can like get watch- the, like the a main on Mav TV. You should, you could have been able to watch like the, the a main on there, I think. Oh yeah. Well that, I mean, not to poo poo the event, but I think that was part of the problem is that event didn't even start till like one thirty in the morning. Yeah, it was late. So, I mean, I, I suspect maybe they'll do something about that because the fact that like I have a cable subscription that has that channel means that they're like they're hardwired into homes like they should definitely consider putting that at a time when most people would be watching television (laughs) absolutely uh you know i don't have uh the flow subscription or anything but the last couple years i've taken a night or two and um bought the event for the night to been able to watch um i got to watch monday night uh canon mcintosh 
he's won Monday night like two or three years in a row, which has been pretty cool for him. Um, I don't remember what night I was watching it. Did you see uh, the young kid uh, from out west have a scary accident out there? I saw somebody came out of a car. Yeah, talk about scary, but I, that's a little I mean, spooky. Yeah, that's a uh, bad news got written all over that. Um, but let's talk some NASCAR. Uh, it's been a while since we've done that. When when was our last episode? November. Uh, we did one in December. December, uh, we just, did one. We finally got wrapped up. I think uh, early December, maybe like December seventh or eleventh or something like that. Gotcha. We kind of did our like one month later recap of all the things <laughs> right. that happened, which was kind of good actually because it was a whole bunch of news that rolled in that we wouldn't have been able to talk about. So absolutely. So we get this thing figured out where we do like you know it, you know a handful of off season shows. That was actually a good way to do it. Oh, for sure. And for anybody listening, this episode is probably going to be a lot different than what we do during the season or even as a preview to Daytona because we're going to be talking a lot of news throughout the offseason and then preview the clash instead of doing, you know, Xfinity trucks and everything. This is, for the most part, just some cup talk going into the clash this weekend in L.A., uh, but the first one I want to start off with is, uh, I don't remember if we talked about it last time we were on or not, but Jimmy Johnson, uh, coming in, buying into Petty GMS now called legacy motor club, which I'm not sure how I feel about the, the motor club aspect of that. Uh, but Jimmy coming in, he's going to race like five races or something, starting with the 500. Um, I think it's going to feel good to have Jimmy back in the garage. It. It is. I think Jimmy being back is can't be bad for the sport. Um, you know, I, I guess in some ways I'm kind of in the camp of the people that are like, well, is this the Jeff Burton, Dale Jarrett, uh, Bobby Labonte way of doing it? Or is this going to be something different than that? I mean, I, I think we're all crazy if we think that he's going to win a race. Uh, his best chance would be a Daytona, but uh, he, you know – He's not really like master of the restrictor plate racing, as it were. Uh, I think they picked a good car number. I like yeah, 84. I, I like that. There's some relevance there because of, you know, the 84 wins deal that Waltrip and Bobby Allison are always fighting over, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and Jimmy being right there at 83. Uh, so, you know, I think it's cool. I, I can't see how this can go wrong. I think uh, there's a lot of people a little bit sad. I say I would say myself included that like the word petty is not, you know, officially part of any NASCAR brand anymore. Um, but I think this is really just an evolution of what we've those of us that have been really paying attention for a long time now have known is that petty's name carries a lot of weight. And I think this is kind of the announcement that. It's nice to have Richard around, but that's what you have him there for. It's, it was never a financial thing. It was just uh, it was just having a brand association that the Petty brand is with this group. So that means it's a Petty race car and, and all those things that go with that. Absolutely. And I think um, having him around uh, that team going forward, I think, can only help. I mean, yes, he hasn't been in you know around this next-gen car a whole lot. Or anything like that, but um, Eric Jones is—he's uh, just on that edge. I feel like of really being a, a top-tier driver, in my opinion. 
Uh, and then you got the rookie uh, Noah Gregson coming in and uh, running the other car. I can only imagine that Noah, knowing him and his personality, he's gonna he's got to lean on Jimmy for something somewhere uh, throughout the season, even if it's some very simple things. Uh, but I think it, having him in the garage would be good for those two guys running those two cars. Yeah, well, if you think about um, you know Chase coming through, and he had those guys to lean on. He had Jeff Gordon, which he still has, and he had Jimmy Johnson. And you know where Gregson can lean on Jimmy is uh, Jimmy's admitted wholeheartedly that you know it might look like he was vanilla his career in in the garage and all that and on the racetrack, but. He was an absolute wild ass away from the racetrack. I mean, he was at every party. He didn't care about <clears throat> he didn't care about working out. He didn't care about what he ate. So maybe that's where Gregson can kind of pick up a pointer. Is like, hey man, I used to be you, and then I got to be me. Um, <laughs> right. I'm not saying you had to do that overnight. I'm just saying I can tell you about my transition from you know, just having fun cutting up winning races and then championships to like the professional race car driver that Jimmy became. Absolutely. I hope it works out for Jimmy. I, I would, I mean, I would lie to you if I didn't say I would love to see him win a, a Daytona, another Daytona 500 on, on top of everything that's going on with him being a part of this team and everything. I think it'd be freaking awesome to see and create so many storylines in the process doing it. I, it would, but I guess I'm hesitant in a, a just a bit is, is how many of the storylines would be almost would almost take away from what NASCAR is like, I thought about this a lot, actually, because I knew, you know, at some point we were going to come back and we were going to discuss it because that's what we do. And I was like, I, you know, does Jimmy winning, does that make this, the Daytona 500, an even bigger clown show than it can be at times? <laughs> True. I mean, if you look at, you know, if you look at the Bane win, you look last year at Cindric, and you're like, what does it really mean to win the Daytona 500 anymore, really? You survive. <laughs> I mean, you throw Denny Hamlin's three of them out the window, and then you look at the guys that have won over the past 15 years. You know, Dale Jr.'s in there, but what, what, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's kind of doesn't, it's not very indicative of a career. No. It's a nice little badge to carry around. Absolutely. And they but, do. I feel like the people that have won it and maybe not done as much uh, with the rest of their career, definitely hang high on that uh, Daytona 500 win. Well, they want it to still be what it was, and those are the ones that really talk about it, I think. You know, the Austin Dillons of the world and some, you know, people like that that don't have very many wins, but they got wins at big, big racetracks. And, and so they want it to mean more. I just, I kind of struggle with that myself because I'm more of like, and and I'm not saying you and I are totally aligned on this, but I'm more like, I'm I'm much more impressed by somebody who can win at Darlington than I am somebody who can win at Daytona. Oh, absolutely, I'm with you a whole a whole hell of a lot on that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that it doesn't take any skill because that would be pretty stupid to say. Um, there, I think there maybe is a little bit of um, plate experience plays a whole lot. You know, being able to know when to make moves and when to, you know, kind of saddle back and, you know, hang in the back for a little bit. Uh, there's some people that's been good at it, you know, over the the past several years. There have been guys that have been good at play tracks. Uh, but 
I, I get what you're saying for sure. Well, there is the who's who. We know who they are. They're, you know, the Penske cars, uh, yep. Blaney um, and and Joey, and then there's Hamlin, and then there's Brad, although Brad seemingly causes more wrecks than he gets wins. But <laughs> I, I suspect that'll turn around. Um, you know, there's a couple other guys that are almost kind of always up there that are in it. Joe, I mean, I would say Bubba Wallace at this point is kind of solidified the fact that he is a top five plate driver. He That's where he lives during those races. Now, he doesn't have a win yet, but he's got two seconds at the Daytona 500, so he's doing something right. Yeah. Another name that comes to mind is maybe like a Ricky Stenhouse that made, uh, you know, a couple plate wins here and there uh, a couple years ago that – Helped him out, get him in the playoffs at least. Yeah, well, he made his bet at Talladega, and so now that's the, all the chatter that goes in, and then you get there, and it's like, man, you guys have pinned some pretty high hopes on a guy that's in a, a car that should run better than it is and a driver who should have been washed out long before now. <laughs> right. So, uh, I mean, it, obviously that's a purely an economical decision that's taking place there. Yeah, for sure. Well, the the common theme of uh, the first few topics on here are, you know, same face, different places type of situation. So I'm going to go to the next one. Um, Kyle Busch, RCR, number eight. I feel like we're, we're getting some Kyle Busch, RCR hype at the moment. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media with uh, some sponsorships and some other stuff like that. I feel like some people are really getting behind uh, this move. Um, do you think anything changes for RCR? Does anything change for Kyle? Uh, are we going to get the same RCR, same Kyle? What? How do you think this plays out? Well, I think if Kyle had any brain on him at all, he would listen to what Kevin, Kevin Harvick's said recently, uh, particularly on Stack and Pennies, um, about how he didn't really know how to approach Richard's crowd about, things that he wanted to see happen in the car. And so he ruffled a lot of feathers along the way, you know, when he got to Stuart Haas, he was, you know, he was, he was the second King in the kingdom. And, and it was kind of like, whatever you want, you get. So you got Rodney Childers and you got all the stuff that he needed. And he won, he won a lot because of it. Um, I wonder if, if, I mean, we know that Kyle as an academic is extremely intelligent as a racer. He's probably as smart as they get at understanding what the car is doing and what he can get out of it. Now, can he translate that into Richard spending money in the right places to produce wins? That's what we're left to find out. I think, um, and obviously it's just, just my opinion. Um, what that team, the eight team was doing, uh, was it, them and setting the car up or was it Reddick? but i'm saying if it was them and they put a good car together and you put kyle on this car um we might get to see some of that old kyle bush just straight whipping everybody i would i mean i'm kind of here for it i'd kind of like to see it <laughs> well that was one of the funny things that that i never really thought of but it makes a lot of sense now with harvick and talking about Richard and, and those guys over there and how Richard's like, well, if we can't win, let's be in the news, you know? <laughs> right. And I mean, the, he's, if you think about it, if you just think about that personality, that Richard Childress personality is if we can't win, let's at least get talked about, boy, he just got the best driver in the garage for that. 
Oh, absolutely. It's going to be and so Kyle much. Brings, what the third, probably biggest fan base in the whole damn deal yeah. to the table. Like people are going to pay attention to what Kyle's doing. And if he's sniffing a win here or gets one there, it, I mean, it's a tidal wave at that point. Yeah. I think uh, if he gets one, uh, at some point in the season, I think it opens a floodgate. I think uh, maybe he just gets that groove back, um, puts it together. Maybe after what he saw with uh, you know con- contract negotiations with his old team and seeing some some kind of sourness between everybody last year, and you could tell in the last few races uh, they barely put a car together for him to go run a few laps around the track. Uh, maybe he just gets it behind him, man, and just starts ripping them off and, you know, has multiple wins uh, coming up for 2023. Yeah, I, I, I've i listened to some of the preview this season shows, and, and I was kind of aligned with a couple of them. I said, I think – I mean, I, I really do. I think this is a two, two, two or three win season for Kyle Busch. That would be and, awesome. And a big old middle finger to everybody that said he couldn't. Kind of what I'm same thinking. for Richard. Same I'm for just, Richard in that respect. I'm just thinking like towards his team, maybe, you know, I can remember, uh, you know, like being at Bristol with our headsets on and listening to drivers on the radio. And it seemed like he keyed up a lot more than uh, most drivers. I don't know if maybe I just happened to catch it at that moment, but wasn't uh, necessarily a very friendly conversation most of the time between him and whoever he was talking to. Uh, maybe with everything that happened at his old team, maybe he has a different outlook uh, with his team and everything going forward, and maybe that helps him out. Well, there, you know, restarts are good for careers; they really are. You know, and it's like it's a you know the coach gets a chance, like it's the same coach, but somehow the new situation is better. Um. You got to believe, based you know, especially what you just said. I mean, car, Joe Gibbs doesn't break cars, break motors, and you know, Kyle <laughs> right. had two engine failures in the playoffs. Like, what are we talking about? You know, I mean, that's just not a thing, right? And and that just goes to show you that they really were just. I mean, he was getting the picked through pile of parts <laughs> towards the end there, and that and that happened. That used to be. It wasn't even like a joke, like you. You know, I, I think the modern fan doesn't realize that, that like for a long, long time, most people resented even the idea of having a teammate at all. Right. Uh, because they're like, okay, well, who's going to get the best parts? Like, who's going to get the new stuff? Like, you going identical everything? Well, that didn't make a lot of sense because that's from a research and engineering perspective, that doesn't make sense to do everything the same for both because what if they're both wrong? Right. So somebody's getting better parts. Now, next question uh, to kind of piggyback this, and we'll talk about it uh, with another team here in a second, but does Kyle help Austin out any, or is Austin still his own circus in a sense? I think Austin would do well to put the circus, you know, dial it down to about a three (laughs) and listen to what Kyle has to say. Because I think – I think – I think – Kyle will improve both of those teams. That's kind of what I was thinking. If 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 they're there for it, I think it could help them. If not, they're still going to be continue to be the circus that they are well, with Kyle's reality still, shows and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Kyle's still 
arguably the best wheel man in the, you know, for a stock car driver in the garage. We know what Kyle Larson is. He can drive anything. But when it comes to cup cars, nobody's better at it than Kyle, right? You know, and since Jimmy, you know, Jimmy's been out now, believe it or not, for what, three years? Yeah. So, and even, even then, you know, how much of that, how much of that was Jimmy and Chad and how much of it was Kyle and the crew chief or how much of it was just Kyle? I mean, Kyle will still go spin one out. Yeah. Just to, just to find the edge. Absolutely. Uh, something that I didn't have wrote down for this, and I don't know how I didn't put this in our show sheet. Uh, you kind of just, uh, made a light bulb go off uh kyle larson to run the 2024 indy 500 uh what's your thoughts on that i think it's probably a long time coming um i think i think hendrick rick was probably always wanting to be the constructor and just never could understand exactly how that was gonna work and then maybe i don't know what swayed it that, and there'll probably be a thousand stories that come out, but um, him going to Indy with a Hendrick powered car or built car, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, how do you think he plays this whole thing out? Um, do you think he's uh, like a Jimmy and just rides in the back and <laughs> wrecks at some point, or does he find a way to finish and where do you think he finishes? I don't know. I think I think their biggest issue they're going to have is, um, you know, who do they partner with that builds those motors regularly? Who do they partner with that that adjusts and and you know bolts things to that chassis? Um, like they're going to have to have a car that doesn't break, and we know Indy breaks cars. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's you know the, what it is. It's their endurance race. Like, obviously, I'm from here. I do pay a lot of attention to the Indianapolis 500. I go, I'm, I, I go to a lot of IMS events. Um, McLaren. The only time McLaren really pops into my mind when I think Indianapolis 500 is when Fernando Alonso was running for McLaren and failed to run for the Indianapolis 500. Yeah. So. I, I I would I can't imagine there would be a situation um, where Rick would allow the equipment to be what holds them back. Um, but you know, Kyle Larson's never been in an Indy car. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, I think that's why it's 2024 and not 2023. Because I think with zero experience, even if it was a simulator type of situation or or whatever the case is, I think he'd be in some super deep shit if he was running this year's any 500. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it this way, we just had this conversation about Kyle Busch, and I called him the best wheel man in the garage. Um, if you If they were going to run this year, and you and Kyle and Kyle were both going to run. I would pick Kyle Bush every single time. I'm with you. I, 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 I'm with you for sure. Um, you know, obviously, Larson runs a lot more open wheeled stuff compared to 
to Kyle. Uh, but that's not, I mean, yes, it is for the most part, but Kyle's running a lot of open wheeled stuff, uh, with these midgets and everything with, uh, Brexton. I, I'm pretty sure he was in like the Tulsa shootout or maybe even the, if he was in the chili bowl, I missed that. Uh, but he was definitely in that in Tulsa, I think for the shootout, I think. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's getting some of that behind his belt. I, I hope they both run, uh, next year, obviously, uh, we haven't heard anything in announcement wise for for Bush, but um, it was huge uh, hearing that Larson was going to run it, uh, and you know it's 2024, uh, and they're going to talk about that a lot this year. At this year's Indianapolis 500, I, I feel like that's oh, yeah. just going to be a recurring storyline uh, for the 500 for the next two years. Well, you know, um, I don't know how many times. Uh, Roger Penske's flip-flop between Oldsmobiles and Chevys and um, Hondas, but I would imagine that Rick and Roger are probably pretty good buddies from a business perspective. He'd probably be like, how big of a nut am I biting off here right now? Trying to mess. I'm with you, man. Um, we'll move on with some more Cup Talk, but uh, the Ross Don't Give AF Tour uh, does it begin? Does he change? Does he raise anything different? Or is it going to be the same Taurus last year? I I guess what I hope is, and I know there's a ton of people now that are Ross fans, and, and more power to Ross for that. Uh, having you know, started watching Ross when he was still in crap cars and occasionally got to get in that Ganassi car. I mean, I lost my mind when Harvick repped him at Darlington. I thought I was going to kill somebody. <laughs> and I was so mad. And um, actually, I think Brandon might have been with us. And he's like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, I, what I hope is that he has learned a little bit about where not to put his car. But yeah. still drives with the reckless abandon that the guys that have done it before him did, did to get there. I mean, that's the way Brad was. You give me a spot for my car, I'm going to put my car in it. I could see it being the same exact thing. Um, I mean, he made it to the Final Four. Uh, he, he put himself in uh, positions. I think he led uh, in, like, top fives, top tens, and something else. I can't remember the other stat uh, throughout the year for most drivers. Uh, the dude was wheeling it. Um, I think if you're Ross Chastain, yes, you made some enemies along the way. But I think you just floor it like he did last year. I think you just second act, boys. Let's go hammer down. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Same act, just like the first. <laughs> kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he just puts her down and doesn't doesn't give a fuck. I mean, that's it, well, and know. I don't think I'd have a problem with that either. I really don't. I mean, I, I think you get in trouble when you start trying to slow race car drivers down. You have to do that very, very carefully because it's hard to speed them back up. Um, it's hard to make them go faster. It's hard to make them slow down and then speed back up too. Like there's a there's a lot there, and you know, if Ross is just like, look, man, I you know I'm from yada yada Florida, and I used to throw watermelons, and this was my <laughs> thing. And the reason why I'm here is because I raced exactly like this every chance I got, and I, and that got me where I am. So why would I quit now? And I'd be like, yep, okay, I got it. Just yeah, and it, he had so much support from his 
uh, team owner the whole season, uh, backed him on everything, you know, and the, him and Hamlin were having the, the whole storyline behind those two, but he, his, his boss was behind him. So I'm thinking if you're Ross, you just, let's do it again. Yeah, fill it up again. Yeah. It's so good when it hits your lips. <laughs> uh, another uh, kind of little surprise entry we have for uh, the Daytona 500. Uh, 2311 uh, bringing an extra car to the bunch with Travis Pastrana. Uh, I don't know if I was just in the dark, but I did not see this coming. Well, this is what I was talking about. Uh, I think we were off air. <laughs> oh, I got Again, you. We'll touch on it next week, but Travis might be the one that has a little bit of trouble if there's been too many Toyotas in the other duel and he's not. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I look. I like Travis Pastrana. In you know, if this, I'm kind of surprised that Denny sort of bought into the circus a little bit. He Denny doesn't really seem to be about the circus so much. Right, but. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was Jordan's idea. Maybe Jordan's like, hey, what if we do a third car and who we want to put in it? I mean, I, I doubt that, but um, I wonder if it I was a monster energy thing. Like, hey, we got this money. Uh, oh boy, wants to run. Here you go. Yeah, oh boy, wants to run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, how do you say no to that, right? Right. Um, yeah, if they do a one off, just straight up monster all over the place with it. Yeah. yeah. I could see um, that. I mean, we've already seen Tyler Reddick's uniform. You know, his primary sponsor is going to be Monster. Nice. Um, or at awesome. least for some period of time, it's going to look, you know, it's going to be looking a lot like Kurt Busch's uh, 45 car did. So, I don't know. Uh, I'd say in general, thumbs up to Travis Pastrana. I would say in general, pretty cool on him having anything remotely looking like success. Yep. I'm with you on that. Speaking of Reddick, let's talk some Reddick. Uh, Reddick, 2311, the 45, like you just mentioned. Uh, what? Do you, how do you think this plays out for Reddick? Does he continue his success um, in the Cup Series, maybe a road course somewhere? Uh, does he find uh, some more speed since he's not in the eight, maybe at like an intermediate track? I know like – um, 2311 had a lot of success at like Kansas last year. Um, some mile and a half tracks. Um, how do you think this plays out for Reddick? I think we need to be real careful about what we expect. Um, that, you know, that 45 car had, depending on how you look at it, got two wins. Um, Reddick's definitely good enough. Is 23XI ready to put a guy in victory lane four or five times? I don't know. Is it going to be Reddick, or would that be Bubba Wallace, who's coming off all that positivity and momentum of, hey, man, this guy can really drive a race car, turns out. Um, actually, I think that's going to help the whole company. I would say I would say just without a couple of other stipulations that, that do exist that Tyler Reddick winning at a road course seems like kind of a no brainer, except for AJ's running all the road courses races. This year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you still have Larson and you still have chase and you still have Chris Busher and you still have Daniel Suarez. I mean, you've got Christopher bell, like you Brisco. Know, there's 10 guys that can win these races. Obviously the guys that have proven the most capable of doing it are, you know, Chase's and Larson's and, and Reddick's and uh, those guys. But um, 
you know, you're not going to be able to just go out there and get those wins, even uh, though there's seven or whatever, six of them. Road uh, course, uh, uh, Chicago. You know, I mean, there's a bunch of them, but there's a there's a true ringer in the fold now. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, let's let's. I, I didn't have that written down. Um, AJ Allmendinger, uh, expectations for a full time Cup schedule. Um, does he kind of mediocre, or I mean, like you just said, there's six, seven, eight road courses in there. Um, say he wins twenty five percent of them, that's still a a, a very good um, season for AJ in a Cup car. Um, how do you think this plays out for AJ running Cup full time? Does he make the playoffs? I think so, just on the strength of winning a road course. Um, but if it's not till Charlotte, then maybe he doesn't make the playoffs. Um, I think the question really is, does Colic have what it takes to really put two competitive cars on the racetrack every week? Haley is clearly good at getting a car to the end. Uh, he does a lot to keep that car healthy. And as a result, got a lot of really good finishes. Was he knocking on the door of a win? No, he was not. Uh, will AJ knock on the door of a win? Well, probably, probably at a road course. Can he do it somewhere else? That's the question. Right. Which we saw him have um, some success at other tracks, um, but it wasn't the Cup Series. You're this isn't the Xfinity Series. You're not going against uh, you know some of those guys. These are the big dogs. These are guys that when you thought you might have a good run at Atlanta or something like that, these guys just blow your doors off. <laughs> yeah, well, I think if we look all the way back to when AJ got fired by Penske, he was. You know, he had just come off of a pretty impressive run at Martinsville. And we're like, what was that? Is that Penske's cars or is that AJ just in a really good car? Hmm. Interesting. Not real sure which one it is. Uh, but we're going to get to find out this year. The problem is we don't know if Colic builds really good cars yet. We know they build some pretty good Xfinity cars. Right. That's a whole different game now. You hear those guys talk about it. Just like Xfinity is so wildly different from trucks, I mean, Cup's a whole nother wild animal. It might as well be a different car. It's like a different – it's almost a di different vehicle platform. It's almost like a different league. <laughs> yeah, it's like not the same thing at all. It looks kind of similar, but it's not. It's like the difference between Midget and World of Outlaws. Like, well, it kind of <laughs> looks the right. same, but it ain't. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. I, I think AJ could put together some stuff and, you know, if if – Austin Dillon can make the playoffs. I can't see a scenario where AJ doesn't. I see that now. That is a good way to compare it. That if you put all things aside, arrest our discussion about Kyle Bush bringing that team up. If Austin Dillon can do whatever the hell happened at Daytona and get into the playoffs, <laughs> then you got to believe that, that AJ can get one on his own merit. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, well, it got leaked a little bit prior to him announcing it, uh, but Kevin Harvick, this is it for Kevin Harvick. The farewell tour forever uh, as he's got a little patch on his fire suit this year. But, man, what a run for Harvick, and I hope him. I hope he 
gets what he wants out of this season. I hope he gets a couple wins. Maybe he competes later on in the playoffs. I hope he goes out with a bang. I do too, and I think Rodney Childers is all about some going out with a bang with <laughs> right. Kevin Harvick. I think they're going to throw the leftover monkey wrenches from 10 years ago at this thing. Yeah, I, th- I could see that. They're going to show up with some stuff that they're going to get they're going to get in trouble along the way, but Harvick's going to be fast. I guarantee it. You know, you had uh, instances where, you know, like him and Chastain or whoever, you know, whatever played out where it's like, yeah, I'll get you back later on in the year, blah, blah, blah. I don't think he plays it that way this year. Uh, he's probably going to dump you no matter what. He pretty uh, much said it on, on Stacking Pennies. He said, uh, yeah, you know how Ross races? He's like, there ain't no tomorrow. What do I care? I'm going to go get what's there. If there's a win out there, I'm going to get it. That's awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see that play out. Uh, I can see uh, – what do you think over-under win totals for Mr. Harvick are? Two? Um, I would be temp- real tempted to set the line at two and a half. Gotcha. I like it. I like it. Well, um, we're going racing this week. I'm excited, man. It's – been way too long since uh i know with we i say that but you know technically it wasn't really that long ago but i'm ready for some cars to get back on track you know get some some uh some appetizers going on sunday night and get the tv rolling got a brand new uh 72 inch tv in the living room uh, oh. oh yeah daddy's got his uh nascar set up ready to roll soundbar everything I, I mentioned <laughs> i mentioned that that's like a that's the next step where we put the tv <laughs> that we got i was like but over here on this other wall uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking either projection or like whenever a hundred inches becomes more affordable <laughs> <laughs> well you know like uh I don't know how to explain this. We were watching, uh, I don't remember the exact year, the year that Kevin Harvick won uh, the Daytona 500 when him and Mark Martin had that little shootout or whatever at the end. Yeah, uh, That was on FS2 the other night, and I just happened, I was like, I'm going to watch this, you know. So mm-hmm. I turned it on, and um, I don't know, even back then, that, that, that broadcast wasn't new by any means. And the, the clarity of the picture almost messes with your eyes a little bit we were both we both said it we're like this picture is so clear like almost doesn't look real (laughs) so i'm ready for that come uh daytona 500 sunday uh or even this sunday i am ready for some cars back on track yeah i i i've been very impressed i bought a uh 65 inch high sense nice and it's it's nice and we don't even i only have a cable box hooked to it we just stream because our our cable and our internet's come from the same company so we just stream and it works great (laughs) oh absolutely for sure uh but we're back at the coliseum second year uh doing this race Uh, do we see a better on-track product this year compared to last year well here's the hoping that people won't like just crash each other like last time now, like <laughs> right. just get pissed off and drive down a straightaway and just you know 12 tires are better than four <laughs> you know kind of crap video game crap that we used to do back in the early 2000s you know when we first got our first nascar racing video game we're like let's go to bristol and turn damage off <laughs> and just floor it. 
uh, last year, you know, we had the the Ice Cube performance and all that. Uh, This year, we get Wiz Khalifa. Uh, I'm not necessarily a Wiz Khalifa fan, but I think that's probably cool for somebody maybe in the L.A. area that's going. It's still kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, well, I mentioned it to Christian. She's like, really? That's pretty cool. I figure she's a little bit more hip on what's cool than me. <laughs> right. I, that's kind of how uh, how I am. I never really grew up in the Wiz Khalifa era. I probably couldn't even tell you one of his songs. Not really my genre, uh, but I'm still here for it. I'll still watch it, watch him perform. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I like it. I thought, you know, last year's Clash was a smash from an entertainment perspective and a gaining momentum for the season which is exactly what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, let's pick up where we left off. Um, maybe have a little bit less uh, um, of the kindergarten bumping and banging and let's right. have some real racing. Plus, we had a new car last year, and I think we had some uh, you know, some problems with it during the clash. I, I think it was Reddick. Reddick was – yeah, I think it was Reddick. Reddick was, like, winning the clash and then – something happened with his drivetrain or whatever it is that they were having problems with there early on. But, uh, I can't imagine we get, we have to get, you know, better on track product with a whole year, uh, under our belt in these cars. I could see it being a fairly entertaining race. Yeah. Well, they were breaking, uh, they were breaking transmissions because I don't, I don't think really everybody was totally used to that motorcycle style shifting. Right. Um, matter of fact, we saw that all year long where guys thought they bumped it up, you know, uh, you know, up or I guess down, downshifting. Thought they bumped it to third and bumped it all the way to second. It was like, kaboof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> kind of like the old thing where they, before they put the locking crossing gate, and it was a junior, I think, did it. <laughs> yeah he, he put it out of fourth and like stuffed it in first or something no he tried to upshift from third and he crammed it in second at pocono and it's boom oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, will the clash return to la in 24 or will we see the clash somewhere else i think we're going to see this thing do three-year chunks that uh that seems to be what nascar's in for is three-year chunks and um, and I don't really know where you would do it next. Um, kind of what I was thinking know, too. I, I think that's what they're maybe what they're kind of waiting now. Of course, you don't want to take any steam out of upcoming events too. So there's a lot of keeping that close to the vest thing because you're like, well, I steal the thunder away from LA by saying, oh, by the way, we are we did figure out a way to run a run this race at Central Park in 2025, and all of a sudden all the attention's over there, right. Well, clash on Sunday night, late start for, I don't know if that's like the main race of the clash or what, but, uh, when I was watching race up earlier, it didn't show, um, didn't show race time until 8 PM. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's East coast time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty late for a Sunday. Yeah. I think last year it had to have been before that, which would, which what that's what a four o'clock LA time or something. Yeah, well, yes, it was. It used to be, well, you remember the Clash uh, was always, you know, when it was the Bud Shootout was always on Friday night. Yeah. Or was it on Saturday night? It was Saturday night. Right. So, yeah, they've changed it up 
it is what it is. It'll be a short race, though. You know, was it 150 laps or something? Yeah, it's not much. I think they have. I think the other entertaining parts of it probably you might have to catch on like FS1 or something like those qualifying races and all that stuff. I don't know if that's even going to be aired. I haven't really looked at the um, the scheduling on that yet. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Well, uh, first time picking some uh, some drivers. L.A. Clash, who you got? Uh, I'm going to start with what we just talked about, uh, the farewell tour forever. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick right out of the gate. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. I'm going to take a play out of your playbook. I'm going Chase Elliott. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't want a homer right off the bat. Uh, I may save that homer for, you know, like week three or week four or something like that. It's yeah. too too early to pull out the homer trick just yet. I got you. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> uh, so uh, Sherwin's got a new segment that he would like to inter- introduce. <laughs> well, didn't we? I mean, we started talking about this like crazy the last time we did a show. That yeah, we're we were both into this thing. Absolutely, still am. Oh yeah. Um, but we have a new uh, segment called the Train Station uh, for our Yellowstone fans out there. So uh, we're gonna let uh, Kevin Costner talk here for a second. You figure out a plan that works, and you take that trash to the fucking train station. Uh, all right so So, sherwin what trash are you taking to the train station uh helio's guaranteed ride in the 500 (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah what a joke that was i was looking forward to that too (laughs) kiss that goodbye yeah i thought that was a good idea but i was like man i just don't know how they're gonna make this work unless that uh you know, that whole boxing team that shows up twice a year to race, the 50 car, the legend, or whatever they are. What uh, about like Mayweather? Trackhouse. The money team. I figure like Trackhouse would put together something. Yeah, what is it? The money maker or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I'm not sure what they're up to. They aren't making any money, I promise you that. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not making anything. Um, Well, buddy, episode 32 in the books little clash preview, little season preview, uh, not to a certain extent. We'll do a very big preview show prior to Daytona as far as talking about some some of these drivers in different places and that sort of thing, but we're definitely ready for some uh, racing this weekend. Tell them where they can find us at on the old Twitter bug. Well, they can find us at uh, BTDO Podcast, uh, just, just there, nowhere else, and um... – you know, I couldn't resist the urge to just to to, uh, to gloat or to shame myself. But the next time we talk to you, I will be 42 years old. Oh, happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, Thursday. Groundhog's Day. Y'all watch the movie for me. It's one of the best movies still. Holds up. There you go. Well, everybody go check us out uh, on the Twitter bug and give us a rate and review on the podcast. I don't think we've had one of those in a while, um, you know. There's five, somebody, stars, five stars five, five stars. stars and if uh you got a friend that likes podcasts and likes racing send them our way y'all have That's a good right. week peace see you